0: Welcome to the Justin Doss Podcast. I am your host, Gregory Joseph. You can catch this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can catch me on Twitter at It'sGrey72. That's It'sGrey72, It'sGreg72. That's It'sGreg72. I T S G R E G 7 2. Hit me up if you got any concerns, any agreements, disagreements, anything that I left out, anything that you want me to, to talk about in the next episode, anything that I may miss on this episode that I might need to correct in the next episode. You just let me know. And we can discuss it I'm open to talk to anybody about anything about anything that you may have to discuss so the obvious common topic is going to be you know the you know that thing but first I'm going to give a little bit of a shout out to the NFL players and when Colin Cabernet first taken, took his knee in 2016 my main concern was the players not really having his back. I thought of Eric Green, I think Andrew Hoggins was another one. It wasn't to many players having a Kyle Kaepernick's back, and I felt like that was the issue personally because when it came down to it, the principle of the idea is not so much that the players have to agree with Kyle Kaepernick like that, that is never going to happen. All the players not going to agree with Kyle Kaepernick, but the idea is if you're a player and you're watching the NFL do. All these sinatigates towards Colin Kaepernick. What's the top stop them from doing it to you? So that's my biggest thing. And what the players did recently, they some of the biggest stars in the game. You know, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, the Sean Watson, Odell Beckham, like Saquon Barker like a lot of these, all these players, Patrick Mahomes as well, all these players came out. And did a video urging the owners, urging the league to condemn racism, to condemn police brutality, to condemn what happened to George Floyd, what happened to Breonna Taylor, what happened to Ahmaud Arbery, to condemn all of this. And it's just not not limited to those three cases. This is going beyond years, you know, years upon years upon years. Like, we have a disgusting list of names of people who should be alive today, but they're not because of the police. So that was the idea behind it. Also, shout out to. to I I get this name correct. I think it's Brendan Minter. He is a producer of the NFL. He legit went rogue and went behind the NFL's back and hit up Michael Thomas, and they got the players lined up to do all the do all the videos, and they put them all together. And in return, Roger Goodell. Went on, the Instagram, went on the Twitter and said that we're sorry we're sorry for the way that we pulled off shenanigans now, here's the thing, Here, here's where I'm at with this whether or not Roger Goodell is sincere in his apology, whether or not the owners actually speak up and actually do something about it, to me, I mean I don't expect them to do much about it, but I think that the idea that the NFL did this video is a huge win now, I listened to Arian Foster's on part of my take, and his biggest thing was, we're not going to be able to solve racism before we die. That's just the reality of it. This has been going on for 400 years. The average lifespan does not last 400 years. Like, it's not, it's, it's, <laughs> we can't look at, look at to solve all this overnight. But what we can do is focus on add up all the small victories, because one victory turns to two. Two can turn to four. Four can turn to eight. Eight can turn to sixteen. Sixteen turn to thirty-two. You get what I'm talking. You get you get. What I'm coming at here. So, the the biggest thing, the idea is, you want to have these small victories. And what I'm not going to do is, I'm not going to minimize what the players did. Under no circumstances am I going to minimize what they did. I'm not going to minimize the impact because, because again, this is the NFL that you know apparently does what it pleases. Which is why when we came to Colin Kaepernick and getting that settlement, that was huge too. Now a lot of people are saying that it wasn't big because you know he's not back in the league, but no, getting the NFL to take a knee in any form of fashion is a win, and you want to take those wins, you want to add those wins up because sooner or later, you get to cash in on those W's. They don't go away. You you just start start collecting, collect these W's, collect these victories. This is what we should be focused on, anyways. So. Shout out to the players. That that the black players, I should say. <laughs> but shout out to them. They put the, they did the video, shout out to Brenton Minton once again. He's not black, but he understood what the shenanigans, shenanigans that the NFL would do, especially with that weak ass statement. All these companies with these statements and everybody just pulling their receipts, which is glorious by the way. <laughs> now but seriously the shout out to the NFL players. Brenton Minton, shout out to you too you did them and us a huge solid. I thank you guys for that personally. Now, so I'm going to, when I get done with this podcast, when it's recording and I post it, I'm going to tag my people that know Saints fans from Louisiana, from New Orleans. And I want them to, to really listen to what I have to say here. And I just want to know. If they feel what I'm feeling, if they feel anything that I say without a pocket, you know, wrong, anything. Because I feel like this is the situation where, yes, I get it. People have their own opinions. But I think that these people who I'm going to specifically ask for their opinion really matters in this situation. All right. I mean, yes, this is a global countrywide issue, but these people, yeah. They should really have their voices heard. So, again, I'm going to tag my friends that I know are Saints fans, that I know are from New Orleans, that I know from Louisiana. Because I really want to hear their feedback on what I have to say in the next few minutes, pretty much the rest of this podcast. So, let's get right into this. Now, starting back, at least for me, and also, obviously I have to make a disclaimer, this isn't me speaking from them, per, t- per se. This is me speaking for me. I'm only speaking for myself on this podcast. I am confident that my friends who I mentioned just a sec- few seconds ago would at very least understand what I have to say and they might actually agree with me on a lot of what I'm about to say. So, I don't want to throw it out there. Alright, so let's get into it. 2016, um, Colin Cabernet took a knee and Drew Brees asked with asked, you know, what do you think about this kneeling and everything else? And Drew Brees made a statement like, I'm not going to disrespect the flag, I'm not going to disrespect this country, these, so- these veterans gave us all that, all the freedom that we get, you have to express ourselves, right? And when I first heard that, that caused for one, obviously Moran. because if this country gave us the expression to, you know, the, the right to express ourselves, then wouldn't taking a knee be expressing yourself? Yeah, the logistical symmetry is like not there. Anywho, but it bothered me first, you know, I heard that because what you're doing, for one, you're carrying this this dangerous rhetoric that black people are not allowed to have opinions on these things, right? And of course, this is Drew Brees. Drew Brees played 40 New Orleans Saints. New Orleans, what I honestly did not even have a clue. Was like this before Katrina. It's full of black folks. It's full of black folks. Is it's, you talk about probably you talk about everything from the economic standpoint to the gentrification. I remember uh, my I did summer school at Prairie View in A and M University, and we had to read books on New Orleans. And I remember part of what part of my project I did was the gentrification that happened in New Orleans and just reading all these stories, reading all these diary entries about and, and when I found the books, the name of these books, cause I still have them somewhere in my, in my closet I'm gonna put them in the description and I, I would encourage you guys who are not from New Orleans to check this out it is illuminating it was to me anywho so we so we talked about the fact that New, New, Drew, Pley, Drew Brees excuse me, plays in New Orleans, he plays a quarterback for the New Orleans Saints the city for the black people, they went through a hell of a lot since this millennium started. And he makes this comment. And again, this is problematic. We have these police brutalities going on. We had Trayvon Martin getting killed. We had Standard Bland getting killed. We had all these cases. George, you know, John Crawford, Tamir Rice, all these black individuals getting killed at the hands of the police for no damn reason. And this is the comment you make. You're more worried about that people stand up for a flag that don't represent them. As Colin Kaepernick clearly stated out that was his issue with America was. It had nothing to do with military. It had nothing to do with the veterans. As has been said many times. Before Drew Brees initially made his first comment. Crystal clear. And he had those comments. And so you would think. That And I think um, Muhammad Ali had this quote Like if you view, If you view the world the same At age 25 that you did at age 20 You wasted 5 years of your life So this is 4 years ago 4 years come down 4 years down the line And now we have another issue We had the unfortunate tragedy killing of George Floyd And When Drew was, asked, Drew was Asked again about The potential uh players nearly during the season Assuming there is one, you know, pandemic and every, pandemic is still going on, and Joe Breeze brought out the same tired line. Like, I would never agree with anybody that respect the flag, and my you know the, the flag means the Tibur, you know reminds me of the civil rights movement, and my grandfather fought in World War Two, and I heard those comments, and personally, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked because I did not expect that he was going to learn anything in four years. Anybody that, you know, right, I didn't expect that he was going to actually take time, although I did hope that he would, but the easiest thing to do is to turn your ears off. Again, four years. He could have hit up Cap. He could have hit up Eric Reed. He had Malcolm Jenkins on his team at one point. He could have talked to him. He had Benjamin Watson on his team. He could have talked to him. Jonathan Vilmos on his team. He could have talked to him, too. Austin Sterling happened in his backyard. He could have talked to him. He had a former teammate die Not because of... Will Smith. Not because of um, police brutality. But still, he had a former teammate die in his own backyard. At any point. At any point. And let's let's put in Katrina. Let's add in Katrina here. But at any point, he could have had a conversation with somebody and who knows if he did I mean Cam Jordan talking about how we might have had a conversation Like, I don't know if you had a conversation don't look like you did and maybe you did but he's still stuck in his ways because this is the way he's been living for the first 40 years of his life and it worked out well for him so why the fuck would he change now seriously why would he change if life has been good for him for the last 40 or 41 years of his life why would he change and so he said his comments and obviously he can drug. Malcolm Jenkins's teammates told him to shut the fuck up now. But Martin Jones made this point. When have you ever had anybody tell their starting quarterback a had a Hall of Fame quarterback to shut the fuck up? That doesn't happen. I remember someone asked me will Drew Brees get cancelled, we get out of a job, will he lose this you know starting spot? whatever. And I just made the point like the locker room dynamics are real. Quarterback is basically manager. You know, you got your corporate board, you got your CEO, your CIFO, you got the, you know, the vice president. Drew Brees is the manager. He's the supervisor. <laughs> he's the, he's the guy that has direct access to the owners. So, I think it would be, you know, and, so, and then, again, these owners in the NFL think just about the same way. Every last one of them think about the same. Think about life the same way. So I think he would be fine. And that's one that comes with me. Like he, he's, His comment fits a lot, right along with the NFL and what they've been about the last few years. And so, yeah, Drew Brees didn't learn nothing. He learned nothing. And if anything, it shows that he just don't give a fuck because, again, this is, I think it's like 10 days or 11, 9 days to the point where George Floyd got killed and Drew Brees just didn't care to read the room. And if anything, you have to read the room a little bit. You have to recognize that, hey, this ain't the time to be talking about what I feel. Because no one gives a fuck what Drew Brees feels this time. No one cares. Seriously, no one gives a shit. No one cares about his, his grandfathers. No one cares. I'm sorry. Especially when black men fought in those same wars with his grandfather. And they came back home and they were treated, or worse, killed because of the color of their skin. So no one is trying to hear it from one Drew Brees. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. No one trying to hear it. Don't no give a shit. No one is trying to listen to Drew Brees talking about his feelings with the flag of this one because this ain't about you, Drew. This is not about you. It is not. Why are you speaking from a place to purpose? This is not about you. You know... And... And you know, and then here's my, and this, and this is another issue I have from people in this commentary. People are upset because Drew Brees missed the mark, and they cannot accept the fact that Drew Brees missed the mark. They are able to, they are unable to hold him accountable for him being stupid and selfish and an asshole at the worst possible moment. Like I could be an asshole, but damn it, I know how to read a fucking room. I know what not to bring up so that I know it's going to trigger somebody. Like, dude, come on. Drew Brees is a quarterback. He can see what 21 other men are doing at the drop of a hat. Actually, less than a drop of a hat. And you mean to tell me in four years he can't even understand why guys are in the first place? Dude, come on. Just saying that. Yeah, that's some issues in America. Ain't enough no more. What are these issues? What's the issue that we're talking about today, Drew? How do you think we should go about handling it, Drew? What what's going on in your backyard? the gentrification. How do you think we should solve the gentrification problem in your backyard, Drew? Or do you not care? Now don't get me wrong, Drew Brees has thrown in his money. He's helped. We you know he's helped. You know after Katrina and everything else. That's, and that's nice and well, he should get credit for that but that don't save his ass for getting his ass drug through the mud when he say some stupid shit like don't disrespect my flag no one cares about you, your feelings Drew We have people outside in these streets during a pandemic mad as hell at the government, mad as hell at the country, mad as hell at these police departments because another man got killed unjustly over what was assumed to be a fake $20 bill. By the way, that store needs to be ashamed of itself to too, because you gonna call the cops over a fake $20 bill? We just can't just cut, cut off the transaction and, and curse this ass out and get, put him out? Anywho, people are in the streets, man, and they're mad, and they're tired, and their patience has run out, as mass murder teller said. My patient left the day that he died. So, so yeah, Strawberry should definitely get drug. I don't give. A, I don't care if he serves wor- in World Hunger. I don't care if he finds the cure to the coronavirus. I don't care if he finds a way to put Trump out of office. I don't give a fuck what he do. It doesn't save him, from getting drug. From the stupid shit that he just said, because that shit. It's not just that it's his opinion, that shit cuts deep That shit was a slap in the face to everybody in New Orleans that's dealing with gentrification That's dealing with trying to rebuild themselves still to this day from Katrina That's still trying to deal with the fact that we have people in this world that don't like black people And those people have these high-ass positions of power in this country We gotta, and this is, again, yes, some of these issues are not specific to New Orleans But if I am a New Orleans resident, fuck Drew Brees because that was a slap in the face. That was a spat in the face. He slapped me real hard. He cut me deep man. This just cut deep. I'm not like that. I'm not even from New Orleans. I don't know everything that they go through but I'm pretty sure when they heard those comments and starting from the friends that I have on my friends list they got cut deep and they're tired and they don't want to hear no more apologies. They don't want to see Drew Brees calls his PR team, and they do a lazy-ass Google search to find a black and white hand holding hands, and that's it. People are tired. No, we feel tired when Laura Ingram talk about where well, Drew Brees is the title, of his opinion of then LeBron James and KD have to the seven dribble. We're tired. We's tired. No one wants, you know, I don't don't care that Drew Brees is getting slandered. I do not care anymore. I used to be sympathetic to the cause. I used to be sympathetic that people are trying to understand. I just don't care no more. I have no patience. It ran out. And should I be on social media engaging with a lot of these people? Probably not. Because, yeah, maybe some of these people could be my future boss one day. But actually, I take that back. That's why I go at these people. I do that because these people that's out here spitting out this rhetoric about disrespecting my flag, the only people who have positional powers right now. And these are the same people that's probably gonna keep me, or probably keep another black person, or probably keep a Hispanic person out of a job because they cannot accept, they cannot deal with their own big- bigotry. So maybe that's why I come at these people. Because some pe- people need to be checked. Need to be read. Because that's what's damaging right now. If these people had these high potential powers. And they're abusing it. Because they get their feelings out. The, and get their panties in the brunch. About. He took a knee. Like yeah okay which knee is worse. The knee that makes you feel uncomfortable. Or a knee that takes someone else's life. You choose. Which is worse getting the coronavirus or getting pulled up by the cop which is worse you choose so no I'm not here for people def- I'm not here for people crying about Drew Brees getting slander. now if you don't want to slander Drew Brees that's fine you don't have to slander him but you don't gotta you know be mad at him that is your choice but you would not tell other people how to feel at this moment especially on this very topic you would not, and I will not stand for that shit. And I will come hard at you, friend or not. I will come hard because we're done asking for forgiveness. We're done asking for people to be. We're done asking nicely. We're done. We're always getting told, no, not this way. Well, we can't peacefully protest. Then we're gonna go to riot. Then we're gonna go destroy these stores. We're gonna destroy these people's businesses. But if that's not the right way, then what is the right way? But here's the thing. Your right way is a way that allows you to ignore the bullshit. To allow you to ignore our complaints. It's not because you want to listen. No one that's no one is going to put themselves in positions to where they have to listen and accept that they may have benefited from a system that was designed to help them and not others. No one's gonna sign off for that. No one. And, and like I said for, and for me like I said it's just been I'm just at this place I'm just at this place and like even to my friends are not black now like I'm not thinking I'm not essentially giving them a cookie for being, being mad what's going on I'm glad they are I'm I'm very happy that I don't have to unfriend anybody over, done, over the shit that they think about I'm glad that at the very least they're able to read a room now I'm not saying they have to agree with me because they don't they're my friends they're my friends primarily because we can disagree and agree on certain things but they know how to read a room I can say that about them they know how to read a room they know how to wait until it's the right time to say something they know how to and for that I'll always cherish them and they know that they know where I'm at They know that my mental space has been all kind of fucked up Because of this whole situation, personally But back to this Drew Brees thing Drew, if you really want to know How to go about being an ally Instead of these fake-ass apologies Instead of these fake-ass shots at Donald Trump Instead of trying to put on a a good face Just do what Michael Jackson said Shut the fuck up. And just maybe, just maybe, you can learn a thing or two about what's really going on. And you can stop hiding behind these tired ass anti black rhetoric. Thank you for listening to this podcast. My name is Gregory Joseph. You can catch this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud. And Spotify hit me up on Twitter it's Greg 72 it's, it's Greg 72 it is g-r-e-g-7-2 and as always I'll see you guys later peace